When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Classic rock band Kansas brings its Point of No Return tour to Capital One Hall in Tysons, Virginia on December 19th. I spoke with current lead singer Ronnie Platt about the band's unlikely rise from Topeka, Kansas to land smash hits like Carry On Wayward Son and Dust in the Wind. Hey, Ronnie, thanks so much for joining us. Jason, pleasure to be here. Glad to speak with you. How excited are you to, to be playing, uh, to come and help sort of open a, a new venue here? I mean, uh, it, is, is that always exciting or is it ever ever sort of nerve-wracking because you don't know, <laughs> really know what to expect? You have me really excited now to know that we're going to be one of the first bands to desecrate it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect way to put it, right? <laughs> right. No, fantastic. I, I mean, we're really looking forward to, uh, you know, just to be back out on the road uh you know we've been doing our classics set uh since may but uh boy we're really looking forward to getting back to doing the point of no return anniversary show and uh every day we've been adding new songs to that show so it's pretty uh pretty challenging pretty exciting and we're going to bring something special to our Kansas fans with this uh, new 40th anniversary show. Awesome. And uh, I know you took over as the lead singer, what, in like 2014, I think Steve Walsh retired. He was the, he was the big famous voice back in in the old days. Um, How uh, much did the band sort of welcome you with open arms or or, or how much did you sort of feel? There has to be a bit of a, you know, Oh, those are big shoes to fill. That's the iconic voice. But you know, we've seen other people, you know, Adam Lambert took over for queen. There's been other name, name it. It's happened a bunch, but um, you know, the guy took over for journey and sounds just like him, but what, you know, how, how big of a, of a, a tall order, is that when, when you're, you're tapped to do it, or are you more just like excited? Like, Oh my God, I'm the new face of this thing. Uh, you, you know, it, it is a pretty tall order because uh, Kansas music is pretty demanding, <laughs> uh, you know, very dynamic and very intense music. And, and Jace, let me tell you, if it's one thing, this band never stops doing it's woodshedding. We just, we rehearse every show that we do. Uh, I mean, there, this music demands, uh, you, you know, just uh, high intense practicing and, and constant drilling. And, and it's what we do. It's very challenging music. So, you know, to, to you know, take over when I did back in 2014. Uh, yeah, I, I think I was a little naive to the work, the workload that I had in front of me. Uh, you know, hey, I'm knocking on the door of 60 here. I'm singing the stuff that Steve sang when he was 25, you know, <laughs> where's the Geritol? <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So, who, um, I'm glad you're still woodshedding as you called it. You got to keep, you know, hammering out, out, out on the craft every day. Um, 
how so who remind us who all from the original lineup is still is still in the band uh the 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 longtime troopers uh original drummer which you know i stand next to phil Hart every night we play and the man never ceases to amaze me 71 years old and he's beating the drums like he's 25 it's okay. it, it really is amazing uh, Phil Lehart on the drums, and of course, Rich Williams, original guitar player. Uh, both these guys just been there the whole time, knock, knocking on the door of 50 years of Kansas. And the amazing thing about Phil and Rich is uh, not only their work ethic, but their desire to keep the ball rolling and to keep putting out new music uh, you know, under the Kansas name is, is pretty amazing to think that just in the time that I've been in the band, we've put four albums out, two studio albums and two live albums. It's, it's pretty amazing that they have that ambition after all these years. But, uh, you know, adding to that, you've got uh, the incredible Billy Greer, who's been with the band 40 years now. Uh, amazing. Uh, David Ragsdale on, on violin. He's been with the band 25 years. And of course, excuse me, the latest edition, the man with the golden resume, Mr. Tom Brislin. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, his background, but. Uh, yeah, explain why he has the golden resume for our listeners oh, that might not know. He was uh, Blondie's keyboard player. He was Meatloaf's keyboard player. Uh, he toured with Yes. And if you're touring with Yes, you're, you're no slouch. Right. Uh, not to mention all the, the 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 prog groups that he works with and has been a part of. It just, I mean, the, the guy is so talented. It's sickening. It really is. And to, to have him on board with Kansas just, uh, you know, puts that high octane into the Kansas gas tank. You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, it's really it's got to be a real treat for you to play play with all of them. Um, were you where were you when you first discovered Kansas? I mean, I mean, here you are playing with these guys now, but I'm you, you know, you probably were a fan of their music or at least, you know, a contemporary doing your own thing. Um, but remind us, do you, do you remember first hearing them or, or just generally, you know, if you don't remember exactly where you were, but, um, oh, you know, just how much they, that music had an impact on, on uh, your life? Ironically, uh, ironically, I do, because I was in high school when Left Overture came out. And of course, you know, you couldn't turn on the radio back then and not hear Wayward Son. That was what, 76, right? Carry on Wayward Son? Right, 76. I mean, it was all over the radio. And it it really did uh, put put the uh, prog rock influence in me. You know, I really just gravitated to the instrumentation and all the stuff that was going on in the music. And, uh, you know, I really... You know, back then, back in the 70s, when you turned on a radio station, especially, you know, I lived just outside of Chicago. So you had the big Chicago radio stations, you know, and AM stations, WLS, WCFL. And you heard such a, a, a diverse variety of music. You know, you'd hear Wayward Son and then you'd hear a Jackson 5 song. <laughs> you know, it was it was really not so streamlined genre back then but uh even with the variety of music that was on the radio i just heard kansas and gravitated towards that music 
you know, and then of course going out and buying the album, the big vinyl album. And, you know, you're always excited to, you know, see the artwork of the album and everything inside the lyrics and everything that came with. And, you know, I would end up going back and buying the earlier albums by Kansas that, that they put out and was a fan ever since. And, really influenced me into into prog rock so much that uh i totally skipped the hairband thing in the 80s i was just i i was it's funny the term i use is i was i wasn't a prog rocker i was a snob rocker because <laughs> <laughs> nice. i was so into so into the progressive bands i i just i loved kansas i loved genesis uh rush you, you know i was Yes, I was. A, I was in a band for three years that did nothing but yes music from '87 to '90, and it really, uh, you know, just proves what a love I have for for prog music. But in all my cover bands up until the time, you know, that I became a member of the band Shooting Star and a member of Kansas, uh, I was always a prog rocker at heart. I love it. I love hearing your your sort of trajectory there. That that was great, and how you sort of skipped over a certain genre and and stayed stayed the course. <laughs> Jace, I got a funny story for you. Uh, a friend of mine from high school, uh, Dave. Um, I go to a a bar with him one night, and it was one of the rare nights. I mean, from the age of eighteen, I'd always been in a working band, so it was rare that I had like a Friday or Saturday off because I was always playing out, but I went with Dave to this club and this, this band was playing and they did kind of like, you know, top 40 stuff and, you know, a rock that was hot at the time. And they start playing this song and the crowd goes nuts. And I'm like, Dave, why are they going crazy? You know, well, who is this? And he, and I'll never forget this. He gives me the strangest look and he goes, you don't, you never heard the song. I'm like, I don't, I never heard the song before. I, who is this it's living on a prayer by Bon Jovi, Ron, you can't, you can't turn on the radio and not hear this. And that, that only goes to show how isolated and just how entrenched in prog rock I was that, you know, I just, I, I turned a blind eye to that stuff. Now, you know, I really appreciate it, you know, cause I, you know, thinking about those bands back then they they had a particular formula but it it worked and some of the stuff is really good definitely definitely well you mentioned you know first hearing carry on wayward son i mean that's probably the band's most iconic song well i'll get to a couple others in a second but in terms of that song specifically what do you think makes it work didn't is it true it almost didn't even make it on on the record they had to sort of push for it well it was the last song i you know the story is that they were pretty much breaking down everything in the studio and Carrie came in and said, Hey, I have another song yet, you know, and they worked it out and it just, and in the documentary, uh, miracles out of nowhere, Carrie is explaining how every little segment in that song is a hook. And it really is, you know, the way it starts off with that acapella beginning is an instant hook. It's a, you know, it didn't have some, you know, long beginning that faded in, you know, the, the, the vocal right from the beginning was a hook. The first guitar riff is a hook. The second guitar riff is a hook. You know, it's, it just really has all those elements that really 
seamlessly went together and and just really made it a great tune oh it's all one of the all-time great songs um and so that was like you said that was on left overture but then the follow-up album was point of no return which i know you're calling this uh this tour that's coming to capital one hall um what talk about what makes that song special and what had do you know i know you weren't there at the time but have the guys sort of told you how did they come up with the idea to you know repeat how long you know, you got to repeat it a couple of times before you before you get to the actual title <laughs> Oh, it's a point of no return. Yeah, you know, just a, a rocker that that Stephen Carey uh, just just knocked out. You know, but uh, you know, of course, on point of no return is the iconic song "Dust in the Wind." And you know, I always I always say, where have you not heard "Dust in the Wind"? You've heard it everywhere, whether it's in your home, in your car, in your dentist office, in the shopping mall, in the elevator. You've heard it everywhere and it it really crossed uh uh so many genres of radio stations too from rock to 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 country to easy listening it's just a song that's been heard everywhere and you know that also has you know such a a a a big a big thing in uh bringing kansas to uh the popularity that it's seen through the years do you think it's because the song sort of reminds us? It's one of those that reminds us of it's the same as like standing out and looking at the stars. It reminds us how small we are in the whole thing and that, you know, really we are dust in the wind. I mean, do you think it's it's because, you know, it, it speaks to that and it kind of showed that Kansas could do, you know, more of a, a slower, thoughtful, melancholic song compared to, you know, um, Carry On Wayward Son is like a beat. But that that right there, that one is like that's some deep stuff. <laughs> It really is, you know, and it's and it's another thing that really drew me to Kansas uh, at a very young age is the the dynamics and the songwriting. You know, you've got a, you know, heavy rocker like Wayward Son where you've got screaming guitar and, you know, blasting B3 organ. And then you've got Dust in the Wind, which is just this mellow acoustic guitar with this, you know, flowing melodic violin solo. And the, the rest of the uh, library of music of Kansas is everything in between, you know, from really intense progressive rock to uh, quite a few songs that are very, uh, God, I say the, <laughs> God, I say the word commercial, you know, uh, <laughs> But there's there's quite a, a variety, and that's but but it's it's uh, it's amazing how Kansas can have such a wide variety of writing style, but yet everything is still unmistakably Kansas, and that's that's one of the things that makes this band great. Yeah, another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Did, did you, um, you said unmistakably Kansas. How much do you think that the actual fact that it's from, they were, they formed what? It's like a garage band in Topeka, Kansas, right? Like how much do you think that, that just set the tone for the entire thing. Like those roots in, in the heart of Kansas. Uh, do you think that is like, I guess speak to why it's just the fitting name for the band and the whole sound that they have. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's funny, you know, when you really think about it, what the heck was in Topeka, Kansas in 1972? <laughs> <laughs> Not much, you know, I, I mean, it, it really is amazing. And the amazing thing that how did six guys that have that level of talent there must have been something in the water of Topeka or something you know because uh, <laughs> I mean to have six guys at such a incredible level of musicianship come from the same area and just uh, again to to quote the 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 documentary miracles out of nowhere they were the, as far as you could be from any kind of music industry stuff, you know, all the, anything that was anything was New York or LA, you know, that, that those were the, the places where the music was happening, you know, unless, uh, you know, you know, with the exception of Motown and, and Detroit, you know, I mean, it, it really is a one in a billion shot of how, how does a band come out of Topeka, Kansas in the early 70s and, and really achieve this kind of stardom is it's really amazing. Do you know the actual as the band has told you over the years passed down the story to you? Have you heard do you know how that actually happened? Like it was they were what was it like a Don Kirshner, I believe, and his assistant Wally Gold heard a demo or something? It, yeah, the, it, it you know they sent a, a a demo to to New York and, and they had a guy bring it to uh, Don Kirshner's office and you know the, it, and again I can't stress enough to see even if you're not that big of a music fan the Miracles Out of Nowhere documentary is just it's so interesting uh, but uh, for them to have a tape. Uh, brought to Don Kirshner's office. And, you know, the story is that, you know, the guy walks in and there's just all these tapes on the desk and, you know, the chances of them being, you know, even heard at that point was probably a million to one. Uh, but uh, uh, eventually over time, someone listened to it and, you know, Don Kirshner's right-hand guy, Wally Gold was, you know, sent to, to, to see them in, in Kansas and, you know, they they put together the show in Kansas and uh, gave away a bunch of free beer <laughs> and uh, attracted a lot of people. And 
you know, the, the, the thing that really stood out with them is, was, was, of course, Robbie Steinhardt having a violin so prominent in the music, you know, and that's probably the, the one element that uh, stood out um, amongst, you know, other tapes, other demo tapes that were there. And, you know, Wally Gold went out and saw him and that was the beginning of the whole story. Wow. Yeah. And, and the documentary, we, we encourage everyone to check it out. You mentioned it's called Miracles Out of Nowhere. It was in 2015 was when it came out, but I'm sure you can find it streaming. Um, that that documentary describes the band, you know, Kansas touring with some other big acts like Queen. And wasn't wasn't there even some like disputes with Steven Tyler out on the road, too? It reminded us some of the, the cool some some fun, juicy elements that, that the documentary shows. Yeah, it's so funny to hear that story of, you know, uh, Kansas playing with Aerosmith and Aerosmith didn't like it when the opening band went over time and how Steven Tyler was kind of a uh, well I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to use not the cor- incorrect choice words here but uh, <laughs> y- y- you know uh, uh, he, he's uh, headstrong <laughs> he, he, right we'll, we'll go with that Jason we'll that. <laughs> I'm, I'm saving you <laughs> Thank you. Throw, throw me another life preserver in case I need one. Uh, but uh, yeah, he didn't like when bands were going over and they had a little scuffle with, with Steven Tyler, but uh, boy, I, I mean, just uh, all the bands they've played with over the years and became friends with. And I've heard stories about all of them. I mean, just between Blue Oyster Cult and Cheap Trick and just everyone they've played with uh, just, really incredible yeah it's quite it's been quite a run do you have fans that come up to you after concerts and um you know maybe they were so used to the original sound or whatever but and they're not sure to expect with you you know you've standing in fronting the band now do you ever have anyone anyone come up with just positive feedback that says wow you know what that that sounded exactly like the original or 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 close enough (laughs) you know i I have to tell you, probably the biggest compliment that I hear, and I hear it often, and it's really flattering is I'll have, you know, if I'm leaving the casino or running into the people the next morning at the the coffee shop or something, they'll come up to me. And the biggest compliment is we weren't expecting it to be that good. That's that's, that's all. a pretty heavy compliment, you know, and it, it really is. I mean, this band, uh, we're firing on all cylinders and, and it's just, our sound is, is so big and, you know, just our presentation uh, is just, we're really proud of our presentation. Our, our lighting directors, uh, Scott Pearson does a freaking phenomenal job of just lighting up the stage and you know with between the intensity of the music and and the performance and the light show and it's uh it's really something to see and we're just so happy that we're we're able to get this back going again awesome well, just a final question. I always like ending it sort of on a lighter, funny note, but what did you think when you heard Will Ferrell's legendary rendition in old school of Dust in the Wind? <laughs> did you I ever was, see that? I was really nervous about my job. 
<laughs> not. You thought Will Ferrell might uh, take over? Yeah, that's true. You know, you're, there you you joined uh, what? Oh, you joined after old school. So Will, that was Will Ferrell auditioning, but you got you beat him out for the part, right? Yeah, that that is one hundred percent. But uh, if I ever if I ever run into Will, I'm going to do my impression of him doing Dust in the Wind. <laughs> it was it was absolutely hilarious but so, you know the the funny thing about will ferrell is it is just ironic how much chad smith the drummer from the chili peppers they look like twins have you ever seen chad smith from the chili peppers i'm gonna pull up a side by side right now <laughs> it, it, chad smith actually wears a t-shirt on stage that says i am not will smith Will Will Ferrell. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You thought I was lying to you? Dang. Oh yeah, they you're right. They did like a side by side on Fallon or something where they were both there dressed the same. They did a drum off on Fallon and uh Yeah, I'm remembering uh, this thing. Pretty pretty funny, but uh that is good good stuff. That is good. Well, anyway, it's uh it's proof that 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 the band and, and the songs live on in all sorts of different kind of pop culture stuff. You know, you'll have a lowbrow comedy from the 2000s still playing those hits that were came out in the 70s. It's pretty wild. So the staying power is very impressive. So um, thanks again for joining us. You were really generous with your time. Um, again, everyone, it's uh, at the brand new Capital One Hall in Tyson's, Virginia. Um, wow, I'm looking forward, really looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. You, you get to desecrate it first, as you said. <laughs> Uh, all right. It's uh, December 19th. Uh, so get your, your tickets now, Kansas. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. I really, really enjoyed I enjoyed the chat. This was fun. Uh, so much, Jason. God, and I can't believe it. We've been gabbing this long now. I got to let you go. But please, everyone, please visit us on KansasBand.com. Check in with news. Follow us where we're playing because we are playing everywhere. We're booked through the end of next year right now. So please come see us. Yeah, you're right. This 20 minutes flew by. It felt like only for a moment, and now the moment's gone. See you, man. (laughs) Perfect. Thanks, Jace. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.